on today's Locked On Royals podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. We're going to dive into this offseason with the Kansas City Royals. The Detroit Tigers make the first move. How are the Royals and the Tigers tied together for this offseason and the future? What can the Royals do this offseason to improve their team, and what should they do this offseason to get where they want to go? What is the goal? Where do they want to go? All of that and more coming up on today's Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. And email the show, LockedOnRoyals.com. On today's show, we thank you for joining us and making this your first listen every single morning because every single day we are here for you Talking Royals baseball for your second listen of every day. Go check out Locked On Chiefs. The Chiefs are in the midst of their season and trying to get back on track and march towards hopefully another Super Bowl appearance and Super Bowl win. Subscribe for free across all platforms. Locked On Chiefs is on YouTube, will be on YouTube soon. So make sure you're prepared for that. On today's show, though, Let's talk about the beginning of the offseason, an offseason that could end or begin with a lockout relatively soon. Some quick news and notes. Joaquin Soria has retired. I mean, he's a Royals legend. He's going to be a Royals Hall of Famer. He's one of the best bullpen arms in my lifetime, which is saying a lot because during my lifetime, uh, the Royals constructed two of the best bullpens ever. So uh, Soria deserves a ton of credit. I know that the Latter stages of his career was not as dominant as his prime, and his prime was not spent uh, with World Series appearances. But nonetheless, Soria was incredible, and his his top of the line prime was awesome. And uh, other things like the Gold Glove Awards, which Salvador Perez uh, was a part of with a nomination in this front, but Michael A. Taylor did win the award. Uh, as well as Andrew Benatendi won the award as well. Uh, so you had two of the gold glovers. Nicky Lopez, of course, was snubbed yet again. Rick Merrifield uh, was in there as well as a nominee. But nonetheless, the big news from the offseason was not, surprisingly, Jacob Junis electing free agency, although it doesn't really matter. I'm sure that there's a, a pipeline for him to come back to Kansas City if he uh, so chooses. Uh, also, Ryan McBroom signs with a team in Asia, according to MLB Trade Rumors. That's the big headline from the first of this month. I'm glad that Ryan McBroom is gone. That way that Dayton Moore can't force Ryan McBroom and O'Hearn into these lineups. But it, the writing was on the wall with Nick Prado just on the doorstep of coming up to the major leagues. So the entire time that the Thunder, that the Royals have been, in this rebuild stage, 
where they go to the World Series in 2014, they go back in 2015 and win it. They had an all right, you know, competitive year in 2016, and then the wheels fell off, and and then the team was not built for long, long term success. Uh, the The entire time, Dayton Moore has been telling you that 2022 was the year. He's been telling anyone who will listen that 2022 is this year. It's gotten as far to where the mouthpieces of the organization, you know who they are within the media, are telling you unabashedly that 2022 is their year. And that sounds great. And everyone should be hoping for that. Because in my opinion, there is no better sport on earth for your favorite team to be good at than baseball. Because when you're when your team's good in baseball, you get to enjoy that for every single day of an entire summer. The Chiefs are great, you know, and then they have been great these last few years. At the end of the day, while we consume a ton of Chiefs content, like Locked On Chiefs, it is sixteen and now seventeen Sundays that you're guaranteed to watch your team, and then maybe you know, three more after that. That's it. When your team is good in baseball, you're locked into watching that team play and perform 162 times. Plus the postseason, which I think the baseball postseason is some of the most tension-filled moments you're ever going to have in sports. So, from a fan perspective, you know, for, from a fan perspective, you want your team to be good again. From a content creation perspective, it's, it's much easier to create content uh, for a, a good ball club. And also, uh, it, it's also more beneficial in the sense of revenue whenever uh, you are podcasting about a good baseball team or a good team in general. So, there are not many people more incentivized than me to want this team to be very good. And I think that they have the pieces to be very good. I think that from an outsider perspective... This could be a year where if the Royals are good and, and, and they put together a full season, that it kind of catches people by surprise. But if you're really in tune with this organization, there is the writing on the wall of a Bobby Witt Jr. coming up, of a Nick Prado coming up, of Salvador Perez remaining elite at the plate, of Whit Merrifield beginning and continuing his run of dominance throughout that lineup. If Benatendi can duplicate his year from this year or even if it gets better, which would be incredible, right? But if he just if he just simply does what he did this year, that's enough. Plus the young arms you have in that rotation, if they take that next step in their development and their career, uh, it starts to come together. But while the Royals have the pieces, I think that they have a foundation. They need moves to get them over the hump. And I I celebrated Dayton Moore and the Royals for going out there and trying with Carlos Santana. And with Michael A. Taylor, with Mike Miner, they tried. They made the moves on the margin to try, and it looked golden for the first month of the year. Then they fell apart for a huge stretch of the season, and then they did what they always do, which is play well at the end of the year and give you hope for next year. It's almost like that's their whole strategy, is to be excellent at the start of the year, be bad in the middle of the year, and then at the end of the year, hey, make sure we play great baseball. That way these fans kind of believe in us again uh, going into the winter. If the Royals put together a full season worth of baseball, they have the tools to be good, but they need help. They need help from the front office. A front office who's been telling you 
for three years now that 2022 was the year. So with the lockout looming or whatever happens with the CBA, there's still no excuse not to go make moves. And while I say all of this about the Royals, I guarantee you if you go to Locked On, uh, Locked on Tigers, they're saying the same thing. And the Tigers have already made their move. They've, they've gotten uh, Erod from the, from the Red Sox, a nice starting pitcher who will get even better playing in this central division, which is a lot weaker than the you know, AL East and a lot more ballparks that are pitcher-friendly than the AL East as well. And they're still in the mix for a Justin Verlander who's coming off an injury and might have a great bounce back year, might not, a, a nice flyer on Verlander. And also, more importantly, in the mix for a guy like Carlos Correa. So the Tigers are all in. They even went and got Tucker Barnhart. The Tigers are all in, and they have that same type of young core that the Royals have, and they have a better manager in A.J. Hinch. And they've been rebuilding about the same amount of time that you have. And so to me, it'll always be the Royals and Tigers tied together. And the Tigers are showing you they're making their move this year. And they're going to go for it this year. We'll talk more about that coming up in first right now. But a good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off of your next order. I love Thanksgiving. All the good food and the treats. Plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that is not full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for a Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bilt Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Bilt Bar or go for a raspberry Bilt Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace your pies, low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-proteins, and all of them, all of them are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving is not coming soon enough, get a Built Bar or two. Share with your families at family gatherings. It makes things less awkward. It's an icebreaker because maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Pippa.com regularly. So go check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendars because Black Friday is going to be a huge event with full of surprises and great prices at BuiltBar.com. We are back on Lockdown Royals Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single day, every single morning. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. For your second listen, go check out Lockdown Chiefs because the Chiefs are a fun, exciting team who are getting, who's getting back on, back on track quickly after that win over the Raiders. See if they can duplicate that and put it all together again against a tough test with the Cowboys as the Lockdown Chiefs crew has recovered leading up to that pivotal game that's coming up on Sunday. Now, for the Royals in the midst of their offseason, uh, a rather important offseason for Kansas City. Because again, as I've said before in this podcast, the Royals aren't far away. They don't need to make that many moves, but they do need to make a move. Like, they're not far away. They don't need to go break the bank and spend $80 million, you know, $120 million on a player. But they have to do better than Carlos Santana and Michael A. Taylor. And again, 
I'm just using that as an example. I think that last year, signing Michael A. Taylor, signing Mike Miner, signing Carlos Santana were good moves. But now it's your time to take a step up from that. And you need to get guys better than Santana, than Michael A. Taylor, than Mike Miner. You need to make that next step into uh, the world of competing and contending. And Dayton Moore says that's what they want to do this season. And so the Tigers are going to be better. Right, even just by way of signing Erod, a fun Tigers team gets a lot better because they're going to be calling up young guys too, just as the Royals are. If they can land a top shortstop such as Carlos Correa, that makes them a lot better. And they have a really, really good manager, and by all accounts, a you know front office and ownership group that want to push all in this year and want to improve, because I think that Tucker Barnhart really helps them. And so the Tigers are going to be better, and they were already decent last year. I don't know how to feel about the Twins, but I think that as of today, as of November 17th, you have to feel like the Twins are coming, like back, as in like they're going to kind of bounce back. So as of today, November 17th, which a lot can change, it's the, it's the, it's the very beginning of the, of the offseason. I wouldn't even say that the stove's hot yet. I'd say the stove is being turned on right now, and we're waiting for it to heat up. So it's very early. But as of today, I would say you have to expect a bounce back from the Twins until you're proven otherwise. Now, if they go trade Buxton, if they go trade all their good players, you know that that, that changes obviously. It changes in a big way. You know, trading Donaldson, trading Kepler, trading Polanco, trading Sano, trading you know Buxton. Th- those players being dealt ruin that whole expecting a bounce back thing from the twins. But as of right now, you gotta expect that bounce back from the twins. And you gotta expect that the, you gotta expect that the Tigers are coming. The Guardians are somehow always in the mix. On paper they shouldn't be very good, but they're somehow always the third best team in the division. And sometimes second and sometimes they sneak up one of the whole thing. The White Sox are not going away at all. The White Sox are still gonna be a very good ball club. In fact, I would I would say of all the divisions in baseball, it's easiest right now to predict that the White Sox will win their division, and win this division in the Central. So everyone, as of now, is coming for your stuff. But the most important threat is the Tigers because there's a pathway for the Twins not to care anymore and to trade away their good players. There's a pathway for the Guardians not to care anymore and for them uh, to trade away their good players. I mean, I don't think that that's crazy to think that the Guardians might give up on some of their power hitters and not give up in the sense of, you know, they don't want them anymore, but just it makes more sense financially and where the team's at to trade them, uh, you know, and and to try to get a great return back and rebuild this whole thing as they lose their very important pitching coach, who's, I think, the mastermind behind how they find all this great pitching and, and make the pitching staffs work throughout injuries and throughout trades and throughout everything else. So, with the, with the Guardians and the Twins, I don't think it's crazy to think that they can take a step back. But the Tigers are for sure going to be better this year and for sure going to be a team who is going to come out of the gate and be a lot better. There's no scenario, there's no pathway where the, where the Tigers aren't, aren't going to improve the roster on paper this year. The White Sox might not improve, but they don't really need to. right? The White Sox are just already the top of the class. So how do the Royals get better from here? How do the Royals get this roster where it wants to go? 
I think that you could go the flashy route, right? And go the free agent route, which would be different and it would be new, right? It, it would not be something that we're necessarily used to in Kansas City by any means. But I think that it's possible, not to say it's likely, but I think it's possible that they go out there and they go ahead and grab someone on the open market. But I think that in all likelihood, it'll be a trade maybe that gets it done. Because you have to think, right, if you believe in Nicky Lopez and his season from a year ago, if you believe that Nicky Lopez will you know, truly be a nice hitter with his gold glove defense, well then, could you get something from Mondesi and get back a player who's more impactful and maybe can stay healthier? But again, in the free agency pool, I don't expect the Korea. I don't expect the Seager. If they miss out on those guys, it's obvious and it's no big deal to me. I don't expect the Freddie Freeman. I don't expect the Chris Bryant. I don't expect a Kevin Guzman even. Marcus Simeon, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't expect. But as you get down the list here, and you go past the Trevor Stories, you go past the Max Scherzers, could you get into Castellanos? Could you get a Marcus Stroman? To kind of give the pitching staff someone who's a little bit more proven? Or could you get my dream scenario? What is my dream scenario? I'll tell you coming up. But first, I want to say right now, about good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is back and better than ever with a new website and interface. It's for the start of basketball season and football season. You're going to want to check it out for all your bets. I know that most people bet on football more than any other sport, so do not waste your time right now. Go there right now. Sign up today, and whenever you sign up at betonline.ag, you're going to receive that 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit with our code locked on. It's our code locked on that gives you a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers right now today for the start of the 2021 season in football and basketball. BetOnline is the easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. So go check them out. BetOnline, where the game starts. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. What is my dream scenario for the Kansas City Royals at Starling Marte? Now, this is lofty. And again, if the Royals do not get Starling Marte, I'm not going to throw a hissy fit. I'm not. But in terms of dream scenario, could you shell out four years, 80 million? Could you shell out five years, 80 million? Could you, could you sell, shell out some money for Starling Marte? Because to me... You have an attendee, Marte, Merrifield in the outfield, Prado, Bobby Witt Jr., Alberto Mondesi, Hunter Dozier, Perez in the infield. That's a nice lineup. That's a really, really nice lineup. And then you have two gold glove Keller players, and Michael A. Taylor and Nicky Lopez on the pine ready to go as defensive replacements, as spot starters. Because look, your opening day lineup, or whatever you think your maximized lineup is, right? That lineup in the, in the course of a 162-game season will not be the lineup you get to roll out there every single day, 
in all likelihood. You're going to deal with injuries. You're going to deal with just bumps and bruises. You're going to deal with fatigue. You're going to deal with bad pitching matchups, right? So the depth is still important. So moving on to Michael A. Taylor going on the bench and Nicky Lopez going on the bench maybe, depending on how you want to finagle that with Mondesi. And if you even want to count on Mondesi, I would totally understand if there's people out there who want nothing to do with Mondesi anymore until he proves he can stay healthy, I'd get that, put Nicky Lopez in there for Mondesi because in all likelihood it'll have to happen due to Mondesi injuries. But nonetheless, I think that Starling Marte can truly turn this lineup into something formidable and something deadly for a long, long time. So that would be the dream scenario. And again, if Dayton Moore can't do it and can't grab a guy who, who last year, uh, you know, between Oakland and Miami had a nice year, right? He totaled last year on baseball reference, a 310 average with a 383 OBP, a 458 slugging and an 841 OPS. You know, I get that that's kind of a lofty goal. A 33-year-old who's a two-time gold glover, a one-time all-star. But it is the player that I would want for Kansas City of all the free agents. Because I know that it's just impossible to get Seager. It's impossible to get Correa. It's impossible to get these top-of-the-line, top-of-the-line guys. But Marte? I think that at Southern Marte, it's where you creep into, eh, that's possible. Now, likely, again, it's not possible. Like, you know, likely is different than possible. I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. But it is, if I was in the GM chair, someone who I would pursue for Kansas City. Heavily. And then, can you take some shots? I mean, why not take a shot on Justin Verlander if he wants to you know, come to Kansas City? I really love what the Angels did and took a shot on a one-year deal with worth $21 million dollars there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. Take a shot and bring in Noah Syndergaard coming off that injury. You know, could Avisel Garcia be somebody who you want to bring in? Does that really improve your team all that much is the question that I would ask. You know, how much of an upgrade from Michael A. Taylor is Avisel Garcia, but still a player in the open market that could make some sense. But my prize target, my 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 dream scenario whenever I put my head on my pillow tonight what I'll be dreaming about is starting Marte coming to Kansas City that's who I have pegged as the dream scenario I want to know your dream scenario on Twitter at rather than underscore styles and then tomorrow we'll talk about more realistic avenues for free agency such as Avisel Garcia but until then be good and be good to one another this is Lockdown Royal subscribe for free on all platforms and we'll see you tomorrow on Locked On Royals.